killers, murderers, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Hello, 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 and welcome back to Decoding the Crime Verse right here on Active FM. I am Danny, and I'm joined with... Fearless Eagle. That is correct. And today, today, first, actually, before we get into the show, I have to ask Nash a very important question that is uh, circulating uh, uh, uh. the internet mm, mm, about mm, mm, mm. two movies <laughs> being released mm, and mm, which one you would choose to go and watch. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know one of them. You know one of them. Okay, so would you? What would you choose between Barbie and Oppenheimer? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wouldn't go and watch Barbie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess he's going to Oppenheimer. I would also go to Oppenheimer. I'm so sorry, Barbie, but yeah. Killian Murphy. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I Killian Murphy over Ryan Gosling. Let's just say. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love history yeah. films. And that's about the atomic bomb. Let's go. The guy who created it. Yeah, me, I'm fine. I don't watch that. Then Barbie. <laughs> Definitely not Barbie. Yo, yo, yo. So Nash doesn't want to be a Ken. Nah, definitely not. <laughs> but that is very far from today's topic, as today we're going to dive into the case that shocked the newly democratic South Africa <laughs> to its core. <laughs> hey. Didn't know we got out. Democracy 1994. Mm. And this was featuring our worst serial killer. Yeah. The ABC killer. Now, I was listening to a documentary on this and he was actually saying how during the apartheid years, there was probably a lot of serial killers that went unnoticed. Because actually they didn't pick up this guy until democracy came about because the white South African apartheid government was not particularly interested in the crime happening in the black South African areas. So who knows? We could have more of... Yeah. Yes. This is psycho. This man, I'm hey, sorry. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah. you call yourself a South African. Uh, you can't be South African. <laughs> and, uh, okay, there's a lot. Uh, we're going to get into it. It's Yo, a lot. So today we are looking at Moses Satole, hmm. who was born in 1964 to Simon and Sophie. Mm-hmm. One of five children. Okay, hey. near Boxburg. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Another <laughs> thing. So, th- we were, um, Nash and I were watching documentaries, obviously, to get information. But they were non-South Africans trying to say South African words. And hey, the hey. way the guy pronounced Boxburg, <laughs> I was like, okay. it's, 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 it's really okay. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. <laughs> Which like was at that time in the Transvaal province of yeah, apartheid yeah. South Africa, which is now in Gauteng. Mm-hmm. Yes. Childhood poverty was caused following, well, after the death of his father and yeah. his mother Sophie, who was then unable to support her children, abandoned them at the local police station. Aye, aye, Way aye, to go. Aye, aye, aye. 
They were placed in an orphanage in KwaZulu-Natal, but systematic abuse caused Moses to run away after three years, seeking refuge with his older brother, Patrick, before going to work in the Johannesburg gold mine. So in those days, a lot of the African people went to go work in the mines Mm -hmm. to make the money. Yeah. Yeah. Try to make something to survive. (laughs) Well, not money for them, but... Very, I mean, very gruesome, very cruel conditions. Yeah. Um, Not anything I would wish upon anyone. I don't know. To work in a mine. Yeah. And next thing that thing, no, no, no. I would be so claustrophobic. I've been in a mine once. No, I'm lying. I'm so lying to you. I've been in a mine twice. (laughs) So one mine I went to is near my house. It's like a a gem mine, but it's like not deep. But it's kind of like an artificial mine. So they kind of made it to to show you. And then I went Mm. to a salt mine in Poland. And everything is made out of salt. 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 Yeah. So like the walls are salt. The benches yo, are salt. Yo, yo, They've yo, just yo, carved yo, yo, everything yo. out of salt. There's a cathedral made out of salt. They like carve like Da Vinci's okay, 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 paintings okay, okay, yeah. out of it's like incredible. Okay, I, I would go in. It's so cool. I anyway, <laughs> that was fine because it wasn't as like that was very spacious because obviously mm. it's for mm. tourists. Yeah. But yeah. in like the mining working conditions, um, yeah, when we like yeah, learned yeah. about it at school, I would absolutely have panic attack. The curious, okay, uh, the curious side of me would go. No, I'm just fine. Just to see, because no. I love adventure. No, no, no. But the, 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 I think the more, what's the word? But I heard there's quite a lot no of more. illegal mining happening right now in South Africa. Yep. I didn't know that. There is. You know, they're stealing the gold. Because <laughs> in South Africa, all gold and diamonds that are found are actually supposed to be then, like, registered. The government. The government. Yeah. So, yes. So, if you happen to stumble across a diamond, mm. I'm so sorry. You can't keep it. You're probably listening to this and that's <laughs> you. You know what to do. <laughs> Just say. Anyway, Moses became sexually active from an early age, but relationships were short-lived. It had been surmised that his mother's abandonment of her children might have played a role mm. in his aggressive attitudes towards women. Yeah. No way. Really? I, I uh, wonder. Of course. Uh, okay. From, from, from. <laughs> I know before we came and recorded, I was like, it was the parents. <laughs> and the reason why I made that statement was because the guy went back to his mom and his mom rejected him and Again? told him, go back to where you came from as in the child, the yeah. children's home. She like, gave watch. him away. Ay, he ay, then ay. ran away and went back to her. She said, no thanks. Imagine. Anyway. He had... So just so you get some background, this guy has raped and murdered people. And apparently he reported telling some of his rape victims about his own bad experiences. Yeah. He was described as handsome and charming. And most of his victims were enticed into the assaults and deaths in broad daylight with the promise of employment opportunities that would never materialize. Now, we spoke about this, I think, last week when we were speaking about Rosemary, um, who 
also killed a whole bunch of people. Speaking eight, about eight, how eight, psychopaths eight, are normally the most charming people. Mm, I mean, mm, the fact that he can... Kind, they, you yeah. see, when we think psychopaths, we think those like nerdy people who can't like even say a word, you know, they're like mm, all mm. cringy. No, they like your everyday Joes. Mm. Okay, his, <laughs> his social ease and intelligent demeanor made the string of brutal assaults even more chilling, and he was eventually charged with 38 murders and 40 rapes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Very significant number of victims. Eish. So, it is not known when Moses took his first rape victim, but mm. his first recorded incidents of rape occurred in September 1987 involving a 29-year-old Patricia Kumalo. Yeah. Three other known rape victims came forward later on in his mm. trial, cool. were attacked yes, yeah. in February 1989. And this include... <laughs> pronounce the name, please, before I mess I'm this up. I'm not able to pronounce that one. <laughs> That's not fair. You're supposed to. It's one of those ish female individual. Uh, Isn't it? Yes. We just got to call her Doris because that's her middle name. (laughs) Doris. (laughs) Doris. Doris. Swakamisa. Okay, uh, it's fine, Doris. Swak. That's. Yes. She made a police report at the time that resulted in Moses' first arrest and trial, and he was jailed in Boxford Prison for six years in 1989 for the rape of Doris. Moses maintained his innocence throughout the trial and was released early in 1993 for good behavior. And it's, it's kind of like assumed that he like learned his lesson but because before doris it had just been rape yeah and then now it was kind of like okay well rape victims left alive can tell people about me and then they think that's when it developed into murder i feel like it should have been a red flag from the start for them to say that hey you can't just you know yeah leave the guy just Check what's happening within his background and what went down. Yeah. Not just let him go. <laughs> hey. it, hey. it is not known how soon after release he began his rape and killing spree, but in the period between January and April 1995 in at Ridgeville, Ridgeville, West Pretoria, four bodies of young black women were discovered. They were strangled and raped when they were discovered. Uh, you see, so ABC actually stands for Atridgeville, Boxburg, and Cleveland. Those are the three mm. areas that he murdered in. So that's what it stands for. That was my curiosity. <laughs> so this began the chain of events that unearthed an appalling line of brutality and death. Mm. When newspapers became aware of the similarities in the area of the killing of each victim, police were forced to admit that they had a serial killer operating in the area. Mm. When the body of a two-year-old son of one of the victims was also discovered, it it created further media coverage. But in a society which was used to violence, it was relatively short-lived. Because Mm. just before our democracy, South Africa lived through a very violent time. People were killing each other left, right, and center. The worst thing is the necklacing. I 
actually can't. It just blows my brain that you can do that to somebody. So what they do is they take a tire, they fill it with oil, yeah. and then they put it around you, and then they light it on fire. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. Like, that is, for me is like worse than hanging someone. Yeah. So we went so. through a very, like, it was a very, uh, leading up to democracy, obviously, it was a very violent time. There was police undercover um, encouraging mm. the violence. There was yeah. different African people fighting against each other. Then there yeah, were people hey, fighting against <laughs> the government. It was just a lot. There were bomb Tribes, threats. There was bombs. Uh, there was yeah. everything going on. Let's just say it was not great. <laughs> So Ish. you see, this a few little murders, you know, at that time really wasn't like groundbreaking news. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, but the, the recovery of a number of bodies within that general vicinity of Pretoria over the next few months, sharing the gruesome pattern did cause more public awareness and panic because mm. it's like, what on earth? And another yeah. thing is that these women were strangled with their own underwear. Yeah, like that is uh, another level of disgusting and gruesome. Ish, ish. On July 17th, 1995, a witness saw Moses acting suspiciously whilst in the company of a young woman and discovered her body later on when he went to investigate because he, he saw um, Moses and the school go into this area and then only Moses came out. And when he went to look, he mm. found the girl dead, but he didn't get like a good enough, like, look at his face see, and yeah, stuff to yeah. give a description to mm. the police. Yeah. A special investigating team was established within the Pretoria Murder and Robbery Unit in effort to establish whether the bodies confirmed a definite pattern. But the method of attack varied to such an extent that it was impossible to state with certainty that the killer, one killer was responsible. And that's one of the mm. things we can never actually know his true number of victims because it kind of each one differed a little bit. Yeah. Whereas normally serial killers have quite a strict MO. Mm. As more victims were identified, the chronology of deaths. of deaths, that one, rather than the discovery of their bodies became apparent. There was clear evidence that the killer was evolving his murder technique to extract the greatest pain from the victims, assumably increasing his own pleasure. His means of approach was also clarified. In a significant number of cases, the victim had been meeting someone who had promised them employment. So basically, he'd phone them up and offer them, listen, um, I want to offer you a job. Come for an interview. And yeah. that's how he, he got them. Yeah. On 16th of September, 1995, a body was discovered by the Van Dyke Mine near Boxburg. Under hey. further investigation, it revealed a mass grave site. Forensic S. Experts then recovered 10 bodies mm -hmm. in varying degrees of decomposition over the next 48 hours. So he's mm -hmm. clearly mm -hmm. putting people there. Mm -hmm. And sure. the investigators were certain that these Boxburg bodies were linked to the victims in Attridgeville. Media yeah. attention was intense throughout the recovery operation and even President Nelson Mandela visited the scene of the discoveries. Public concern increased with the media coverage and local authorities sought external help from retired FBI profi profiler Robert Ressler, who arrived on the 23rd of September 1995. 
He assisted mm. with the development of a profile of the serial killer, indicating that an intelligent, organized individual with a high sex drive was responsible, operating with a growing sense of confidence and perhaps with the assistance of a second killer. Eish. So there is theories that he had more than one partner, mm. but he always denied it. So looking into his arrest, whilst the profiling was underway, investigators at the site revealed that one of the victims found, Amelia Rapodil, that one, had last been seen before an appointment to see a man named Moses Sotole on September the 7th. A job application form was found in which she was offered a position and when a second victim showed up with a similar collection to Moses, police were confident that this was their suspect. Mm. They were unable, however, to locate Moses. He was married at that time with a child. She kicked him out. Okay. Peace out, fam. And so he was kind of living on the streets. However, he continued with his killing spree, unfazed by the manhunt and media attention, and the body of another woman was discovered near Benoni, on October the 3rd, 1995. Hey. That same day, a phone call was received at the Star newspaper from a man claiming to be the serial killer. As he seemed to have information not made general to the public, police were inclined to believe it was him. Mm. An attempt to set up a meeting with him failed, however, and three more bodies were discovered over the next 10 days. This man was killing people left right and center no break you know sometimes they're like three weeks apart this is like boom 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 okay this forced police to release his details to the media with the man out now in the public domain moses tried to seek assistance from family members he actually went i don't remember if it was an uncle brother someone someone he went to them for a gun yeah but the brother was like oh sorry fam and he went to the police (laughs) Yeah, definitely I'll do that also. No, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, um, okay. Anyway, mm. they then did a whole operation and they intercepted him on 18th of October, 1995. However, he was unwilling to go quietly and was shot in the leg and stomach Yo, by guy. a policeman and hospitalized. Yeah, he was operated on and then transferred to a secure military hospital in Pretoria mm. where... He admitted to numerous killings while being interviewed by detectives and he denied ever having an accomplice saying that he must have a copycat. <laughs> okay? Yeah, <laughs> copycat. Copycat. Five days later, on the 23rd of October, 1995, Moses was charged with 29 murders in the magistrate's courts in... Uh, this is my own country, isn't it? And some of these places <laughs> I've never heard of in my entire life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> On 3rd of November 1995, he was transported to Boxburg Prison where he served his rape sentence two years previously to await his trial. During this time, it was reported that he was HIV positive. Uh. And it's actually very unfortunate because his wife and his child tested positive for HIV and actually died due to complications because of the HIV, yes. whereas by him being in prison, he received proper treatment, which actually let him live longer. Yeah. They actually say if he had been left on the streets, he probably would have died much faster than what he did. What he's, well, I don't, don't know if he's still alive. ABC killer dead. <laughs> yeah. 
So the trial, by the time Moses' trial began on the 21st of October 1996, there was a mounting pile of evidence, okay, yeah. which then increased to 38 counts of murder and 40 jo. counts of jo. rape and six counts of robbery. Jo. He pleaded jo. not guilty to all the charges. Mm. Building a chronological picture of his crimes, the prosecution introduced harrowing testimony from his earliest rape victims detailing their ordeals at the hands of Moses before his first conviction of rape. There followed a detailed examination of his connection with each of the murdered victims with testimony about the alleged job offers Ish. and the specific techniques used to lure his victims to their death. Sure. Moses appeared cool and collective throughout. On December 3, 1996, the prosecution introduced a video that had been shot during Moses' initial incarceration in which Moses candidly admitted to 29 murders. Mm. He describes his technique in some detail, although he claims that he began killing only in July 1995. Now, the two, he, he, he always was adamant that he never killed that one where it was the mother and the son, the t little two-year-old boy. Yeah. He said he would never hurt children. Mm. Mm. So that is once he, he firmly, firmly... Yeah. Stood against. Yeah. He said he selected his victims that resembled the rape victim Doris. You remember Doris from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Whom he regarded as responsible for his first jail sentence. Hi. The legality, however, of the tape was put into question because it was recorded illegally hey. in a jail cell. Hey. It actually delayed the trial and et cetera, et cetera, and it resulted in the evidence being... Yeah. It was actually resulted in the evidence being admissible, but normally illegal stuff yeah, wouldn't be used in a trial. Yeah, we don't want this. The prosecution rested its case on 15th of August, 1997. The defense case depended largely on Moses' denial of any involvement in the killings when he took the witness box, but his testimony was often rambling and incoherent. Mm. On the 4th of December, 1997, more than a year after the case had commenced, Moses was found guilty on all charges and it took three mm. hours mm. to mm. read mm. the mm. verdict. Yo, okay, yeah, that's hectic. Nick, the next morning, the judge made a statement stating that in view of the adherent nature of the crimes he would mm. have no hesitation in pronouncing a death sentence on Moses however mm. the death penalty in South Africa had been declared unconstitutional ish, in 1995 ish, ish. so if he had been caught earlier he would have been sentenced to, to death, death. Yes. Moses was sentenced to 2410 years in prison with no with the no possibly <laughs> no possibility no possibility of parole for at least 930 years man is never seeing the light of day again yeah yeah, yeah. right in mm -mm. the aftermath moses was incarcerated at the ma a maximum security section of pretoria central prison which is the highest security mm. cell block mm. in mm. south africa mm. known as c max Ironically, like I said, the medical treatment for his HIV condition in prison far exceeds any treatment sure, available sure, to sure. the average South African citizen, sure. which has secured him a far longer life. Mm. 
which I think is so wrong that the people who are rapists yeah. and murderers are getting Services. better treatment yeah. than the people who are struggling. Okay. I was going to say leave him to die. He's still alive. Yeah, he is. I was shocked. Ah, 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 ah. I was also it's shocked. Fine. Uh, He's still alive. Oh, so, no, no, yeah, no, 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 to no. the peeps out there, you can go and. I'm not going to lie, his picture is very creepy. Go, go, yeah. Go and check him out. The guy is. Yeah, no, the guy has some weird things happening in his brain. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Hey. He was an absolute monster. Ish. The fact that I, he just had no mercy and Yo. I just. I can. He was just so driven by that <sighs> lust for women and the, like his hatred for women because he was obviously getting pleasure out of it, but he hated them at the same time. Mm, Please explain mm. how that makes sense. So you want the pleasure with the people you hate. Uh, I think that's where you you start looking at uh, what one of the people mentioned where he had an ideal picture in his head. But the fantasy was not being fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah, but that often happens. Hey. But so like, the, yeah. it's just, it's just like he had no regard for women whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. So would you say? <laughs> From my side, I say the mother. Okay. To be fair, I, right? Yeah. I feel he does. I, I do feel there was childhood trauma. I mean, to. To be a to have a parent die, then to mm. be abandoned, and then to be abused by foster or your orphanage or wherever you are, I mean that is going to leave its mark. Yeah, even the rejection after you locate. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's not great, but at the end of the day, we all have choices. Yeah. And you can choose to deal with what life has given you and make a better life out of it. Yeah. Make a better life out of it, or you can choose to kill thirty-eight women. Let's yeah. not do that option. <laughs> I mean, it probably was at the point where he was mentally unstable, like yeah. needed treatment or something, because it. He probably act. Yeah, like I said, he was probably psychotic, mentally mm, mm. deranged. I mean, you can't actually do that to someone with not feeling any remorse. Yeah, yeah. And so, it probably, he was trauma. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he blames it Looking on the lady who, yeah. who sent him to jail. But ah, in my honest opinion, mm, even if he hadn't gone to jail the first time, I think his lusts and drive would eventually led to murder no matter mm. what. I don't think... I think that might have Even just... Even before that. I, uh, I, I agree, but I think I think the him being sent to jail probably just brought that closer, as in mm. it like sped up the process. Mm. But I think he would have always ended up killing people. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I do agree. I do agree. Because as, before the, like, that, as yeah. the rapes were getting... He was getting more and more aggressive. Mm. Even if the first mm. murder wasn't intentional... Mm. Mm. He most likely would have ended up raping someone to the point of death, got satisfaction from that, and mm. then continue. Con so yeah. I don't blame the lady who put him in prison. No, I, no, like that, I said, that one, I that doesn't. That work. that I think just sped up the process. Yeah, but it, I do it, think yeah, it probably is a uh, a combination of his childhood, childhood and, and what he fed himself. 
because uh, also the stuff yeah. that he was reading i mean he was out here reading reading and what he was doing apparently he was sexually active <sighs> from a very young age yeah, you which see. again would have messed him up mm. uh again like he, he said he had bad experience with women when he was younger but he shouldn't have been doing those things when he was younger anyway which mm. would mess up a child especially if mm. whether they're in their teen early teens late teens yeah wherever yeah. it would have messed him up significantly yeah. added on with the trauma of his childhood yeah. really would have increased his hatred yeah for women yeah. mm. so i he must serve the rest of his life behind bars i should have left him at least you know when he was homeless could have solved a lot just saying but yeah he is he is where he is yeah um this is a lesson for the people out there don't do so yeah don't do stuff like this hey thinking of if you ever target but you know that's actually quite a, that's also quite a like, like a like a thought if we never got our democracy in 1994 and he carried on killing do you think it, the, the the victims would have amassed to more because like we said the party government really <sighs> wasn't that interested because black people belonged to their homelands mm, okay so mm. for those who don't know so south african history what the apartheid gov- government tried to do is say that South Africa was purely populated by white people and black people were purely here mm. as like on visas, tourists. Yeah, yeah. They were here to work. And mm. they designated certain areas of land which they said, no, 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 yeah. the black people are part of those countries, even though no other country in the world recognized these countries as real things. Mm. And so it's kind of like, well, it's not our problem. Mm. Mm. Look, okay, yeah, with the knowledge that I have of back then, uh, yeah, because I wasn't there, but obviously, um, the knowledge, you know, looking back at history and all those things, I think there would have been more, but now it would have gotten to a point where maybe two got things too might have bad, happened. like too many people. You know what you mentioned about being burnt, you know, ringed and all the stuff. Oh, necklace. That's probably what was gonna be the outcome of his life as in like people the figured out what he was doing yeah, yeah. was gonna get tired of seeing all of this and then they're gonna be like okay let's take this guy out okay, so yeah. that would have been the one option because that's another thing right if it had happened during apartheid times because it happened more in democ- our democratic times mm. i don't know yeah i don't know it's just i feel like it would have just been i think we wouldn't have known him i think he probably would have tripped out a window <laughs> a lot of people tripped out windows during apartheid time yeah you see that's 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 why that's why i'm saying we wouldn't have known him but the damage that he would have caused because one 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 of bad. the one of the other suspects they had they said that he died in police protection uh, custody he tried mm-hmm. to run away and was shot but most people look at that and they're like they wouldn't be surprised i'm not even kidding there are literal times where people um police gave reports saying people f- tripped and fell out windows ah uh, what a coincidence it's actually ridiculous uh, yeah. it was it's actually like it's you know the building that that used to happen at is right in town <laughs> did you know that nope it's like if you drive if you drive on the highway mm-hmm. it's right there towards that direction Okay, well, either way you come in. Oh, okay, 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 I see. 
Yeah, but see. that's the building that, and a lot of people died in police custody during the apartheid times. I mean, Steve Biko. Um, hey, guys, hey, our, hey, our, hey, our, hey, our, hey, our history hey. is a little bit interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not um, tribes, it's, not, it's, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's not great. Uh, if you ever want to watch a really good movie about South Africa and what happened and what it took to get democracy, you must watch the Bang Bang Club. The Bang, okay. It really shows what happened in South Africa the years before democracy, the tension people were living in, mm. how scared people were, because mm. it was terrifying. It was absolutely yeah. terrifying. It's about four photographers. They were photographers, so mm. they would go into townships and to, everywhere yeah. to, to get photos. If and there was necklacing, yeah. they would go be there. Yeah. And how much controversy yo, yo, yo. they ended up I've causing. Before, eh? Like, imagine yeah. being but a photographer. Yeah, so they were, the, and the one photographer, there's one scene I remember so clearly, he goes and the ANC and the IFP are about to start like going at each other. And mm. he's there trying to get photos and then he eventually has to like run away because then people start chasing him yeah and, they, <laughs> and especially because they four white yeah. photographers yeah and like another time he gets a picture of a necklacing happening live mm. and then the one photographer shame his was quite a tragic story he ended up taking a photo of a little child a little black child mm. um malnourished and stuff like that next to a vulture it's a very, very famous photo. Yeah. Now, people didn't know the mom of the child was there the whole time. It wasn't anything dangerous, but he got such criticism for it, being like, dude, why didn't you help him? Why mm. didn't you feed this child? Whatever. Yeah. He ended up killing himself. Yeah. Okay. But it is a brilliant movie. Mm. Mm. Brilliant movie. It like shows, like for example, how fights would break out between different like African groups and then... Mm. The South African police would come, but like be supporting one group to like rile the conflict yeah, more because yeah. they believed that they could keep the African people divided, then, yeah, then they, they wouldn't in power and, in, yeah. get in power. So it's very interesting stuff. Very hey. good movie. Uh, Bang, the Bang Bang Club. Very, very well done. Mm. I've watched that movie countless times um, and it's quite historically accurate as well. Which mm. sometimes historical films get a bit wrong. Yeah. So if you don't have anything to do this weekend, <laughs> have a watch. But otherwise, that was all for the ABC Killer. We hope Ooh. that you enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And we will see you next time. Yeah, yeah. This is really on demand. What you want, when you want it. It's Active FM. Active FM.